Budgeting doesn't have to be complicated. There are plenty of great tools out there that make it easier to manage your finances. But how do you choose the best ones for you with so many to choose from? And once you do choose, how do you not overwhelm yourself? And what is the trick of staying consistent? I'll be sharing my answers and more, so stay where you're at. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. I get it. You have the best intentions to budget, but choosing a budgeting tool from all the different options can be frustrating. It's like going to the grocery store to simply to buy a loaf of bread and you find yourself looking at a ton of options on those shelves. All you're really trying to do is quickly pick up a loaf of bread. The same with a budgeting tool. All you're trying to do is pick a tool so you can manage your finances and make your money work for you. This is Jen Hempel, your host, y que emoción de tenerte aquí conmigo. Today, I'm going to be sharing several budgeting tools as well as help you figure out how to choose the best one for you that won't overwhelm you and choosing one that you can be consistent with. This way, once you get the hang of it, budgeting will be a breeze. Plus, don't forget you have a community to support you when you have a question, get stuck, or just need to talk something through. Details on that later, but for now, let's get the show started. There are a ton of tools to choose from, which can lead to overwhelm, and there's no need for that. Heck, we don't have time for that. There are three key details to look for when choosing a budgeting tool. Spoiler alert, these tools, the tool that you choose, doesn't have to have a ton of bells and whistles. It just has to do the job for you. Number one, is it simple for you to use? That is something I always look for. All of our brains work differently. And what may, quote unquote, compute for you may not compute with my brain. And that's okay because you and I are different. Some people love spreadsheets, but for others, even just looking at it, it just makes no sense. And it's nothing about how smart you are, but rather how you just intake and process information. It's really similar to how we each have different learning styles. So that's number one. Is it simple for you to use? Number two, is it somewhat customizable for your needs? Sometimes when you start using an app, you find that it doesn't really work like you thought it would. And I get it, not all tools are going to have everything you need. It's kind of like when you go shopping for a house and you find the house that you really love and later you realize there's something that's missing in the house that you would 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 have wanted it to have, but it doesn't. <laughs> I've been there. And but here the idea is even though a budgeting tool is not going to have everything you need, the idea is to find one that has most everything that you need. That way you're not finding yourself using multiple tools because what you're trying to do is simplify, not complicate your life. So that's number two. Is it somewhat customizable for your needs? Does it meet most of your needs. Number three, does it take a lot of time to update when you review your finances? You're busy. I'm busy. We don't need to be taking a whole lot of time to update things. And we live in a technology advanced world where things in theory 
In theory, I'm thinking about my internet right now that is on and off depending on what I try to use on my phone and it doesn't work. That's a whole nother story, <laughs> but talking about the internet or talking about technology. So we do live in that world where it's technology is so advanced. So things in theory should be easier, not more complicated. I know years and years and years ago, I used to use this free app that's still around and people rave about it. And I'm sure it's is great. And I was using Mint and my experience uh, was that yeah, it was cool. It was neat to see that how your accounts would populate the information. But what I found cumbersome, again, this was years and years ago, <laughs> was that it would not classify and the expense correctly. So you would have to go and manually do that each time. And even after you corrected it, it would still that same expense the next time around, it would incorrectly classify it. So I was just done with Mint. Granted, years later, I'm sure they've got that fixed. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but that's just an example. For me, that just took a lot of time, a lot of time to do that I didn't have. Of course, if you're using, well, we're going to talk about the tool. So we'll talk about that in a little, a little later. So that's number three. Does it take a lot of time to update when you review your finances? So one, is it simple for you, for you, <laughs> not anybody else, you, the person that's going to be using it? Is it simple for you to use? Is it somewhat customizable for your needs? Does it meet most of your needs as well? And number three, does it take a lot of time to update when you review your finances? You want to have one that is simple where you can review and there's not a lot of legwork involved. So speaking of tools, let's get into uh, the tools. And I'm going to share with you tools that I have used over the years. So this is from my experience. And this is, I'm going to tell you the good, the pros, the cons. And I, and just again, this is from my experience. And I want you just to, if you've used them, kind of think about what has worked and what didn't work for you. Okay, so number one is just literally a pen or pencil and a paper or a notebook. That's as simple as it can get. And so it's literally you're writing down your all your expenses, your monthly bills, purchases. And you can also, when you use this tool, if you will, right, um, you can also incorporate envelopes. So if you're, if this helps you organize your finances, um, with like, let's say you have an envelope for groceries, cash envelope for groceries. So if you're a fan of managing your money with cash, this is really a great tool and method to use for you. Granted, just because you use uh, the envelope method, that doesn't mean you have to stick to a pen and a notebook. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you can mix, mix and match to your needs. I'm just saying you can also incorporate these envelopes. And sometimes you'll find with envelopes, at least in my experience with cash envelopes, how I personally have found them, have found it work best is for purchases like groceries or getting gas, things that, and not necessarily, I, I, I'm not the one that likes to carry cash all the time. So for me, I want to have cash envelopes for clothing, for example, but things that are more of a day to day, that's what I did, but I don't like carrying cash. So I have virtual envelopes, meaning an account. 
<laughs> an account for our, my grocery, you know, for our groceries. Uh, so that is like the simplest as you can get. It's pen and a piece of paper, more, more likely a notebook. So you're not having papers all over the house. In my opinion, the pro is that it's just very simple to use. It's very very customizable for your needs. The con here is that you have to DIY it in terms of you have to create it yourself. Granted, there are a ton of, you can also Google um, budgets and budgeting templates and those that you can just print out and you can do that and just print multiple ones. So that's a way to do it. But if you're just doing it from a notebook, you just kind of have to uh, create it yourself, but you can also guide yourself with what you see as templates. Uh, of course, you want to make sure you have the primary components in your budget. So your income, your expenses, and as well, you need to know what your bottom line is, meaning what is left over after everything is taken care of and you've used your money. So your income minus your expenses, basically. So that's as simple as it can get. Other things that I have used over the years that I really, um, I still use our Google spreadsheets. I was using Excel spreadsheets, but then I found Google spreadsheets are just easier because I could share it with my husband and I don't have to download a document or I don't have to download the uh, spreadsheet. I can just have the link and automatically he can see the changes. And of course it's free to use with your Gmail account or if you have a computer with the Excel program that's quote unquote free. <laughs> indirectly. I <laughs> don't know how that works these days. And uh, of course, as I mentioned, Google Sheets can be accessed anywhere via the mobile app. So that's really a pro because if you're somewhere else, like let's say you're traveling and uh, you didn't bring your laptop, but you have your mobile phone, you can access your spreadsheet via the mobile phone. So it just, it makes life easier that way. There's also templates that just helps you create a budget. Uh, so the pros is it is simple to use. Even those of you that are listening and you're like, I'm not a fan of spreadsheets, that's completely okay. okay. But for those of you that aren't afraid of spreadsheets, they are technically simple to use, it's customizable. The con is you do need to have an understanding. You don't need to be a pro at creating spreadsheet formulas. Mind you, I am not a professional creating those spreadsheet formulas. I just have the simple add, pretty much adding up the columns. That's pretty much mostly of what I know to do. <laughs> and have been able to use these spreadsheets. So that is a con. You have to have an understanding of the spreadsheet formulas. And if you make an edit to the spreadsheet and if it doesn't add up what you need to, you need to know how to make those changes. It's not that hard. It can, it can look hard, but once you take a moment to learn, it, it's, it's not that hard. The other, uh, another tool that I have used over the years, um, that's similar to Google Sheets because it does use Google Sheets as tiller money. It is a paid, I don't know, how do you call it software? I'm just going to call it a tool. So it is paid. It does use Google spreadsheets. Uh, there is a, the cost is about $80 a year. What I've liked is because it uses Google spreadsheets, it does take some time to set up. There's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of power to teller, um, but it just depends how much patience you have. <laughs> so you have to, if you really want to dive into your numbers, you, you love all that stuff, this may be for you. Um, so the pros, it does use Google spreadsheets. So again, it's just that ability to access it uh, from anywhere. And, but the cons for me is it does has a learning curve. And for me, my, the, what I, the problems that I have personally, you know, this is not a problem for 
everyone. This is just our household. Some bank accounts didn't always sync up. So it was always just a pain to have login and have it sync up. Um, and sometimes they just didn't for whatever reason. It was till our money was not communicating with a, a bank or vice versa, whatever, however that world works, which please don't ask me to explain because I don't know how to explain that, nor I don't have that knowledge. <laughs> so that's tiller money. It is paid. I mentioned Mint, which is free to use. It syncs up your okay, accounts, your credit cards. You can use, tra you can track your savings goals, track investments, all that good stuff. So my experience in the past, as I mentioned, was I didn't like how we just didn't name the transactions correctly. This was years and years and years ago. So I can't say that, that it still makes that mistake. I don't know but that was i just got sick of it because i felt like i always had to correct the mistakes and i'm like this is not what i signed up for but it is free and a lot of people rave and use it and love it and hey do you do you i'm not here to promote any of these uh, tools i'm just here to share my experience with them and then from there you can see which ones really suit you and, and suit your needs the one that i am currently using i do use google spreadsheets um, but with some um, spreadsheets that i have created for me or for our household but i also use uh, simplify so it is an app it is paid it is uh, before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Roughly, it might be $80. No, I don't think it, maybe it was $50 $80 a year. Um, isn't that sad? Don't tell on me. I don't remember the exact cost. Uh, so it is similar to Mint. What I have found it is really good. Of course, having the experience I had with Mint, it is really good about naming the transactions correctly. And once you correct it, it just it does its job. Is it perfect? No, but I feel like I'm not taking as much time as I did once with Mint. You can create saving goals, which I like because you can really track what's going on. You can, what I also like is that you can create what they call a watch on certain expenses. So if there's, um, cause I like to, my husband has some hobbies and I, I like to figure out how to budget for them, like biking. If he goes to a biking event or if he has to fix a bike or whatever, I haven't figured out how to budget for that or really budget more realistically. And so I create a watch on these things. So I have an idea of how much is going to that. And therefore, from there, we can create a better budget. So for me, the pro is that you do have, um, it does really do a great job, I feel, in categorizing expenses uh, correctly. And it's, a con it's, it's just a, a paid, it does take you do have to do some setup. I don't think the setup is not as heavy as Tiller, in my opinion. Tiller took a good bit to do the setup. Simplifier, it didn't, in my opinion. So you do have to set it up, but I, I feel it's, again, this is the one that I'm currently using and happy with. So I feel like I can't come with, with a really much of a con besides you do have to set it up. So that's Simplify. 
Have you been working on paying off credit cards but now are feeling frustrated with the higher interest rates? My new class will teach you the one thing you need to do before making another payment, as well as six key strategies that will help you pay that credit card with ease. Sounds good, right? Learn more at jenhempill.com forward slash credit card debt. And in appreciation of you being a listener, use the code HERDINEROMATTERS at checkout for $10 off. Again, that is jenhemphill.com forward slash credit card debt. And the code again is her dinero matters. The code note is only available for a limited time. See you in class. And then there is YNAB, which I used years ago as well. I tried it for me. My brain did not compute with YNAB. <laughs> It was a big learning curve for me. This is for me. For you, it might not be a big learning curve. It's, again, about how our brains intake this information. The cost is a little higher. It's like about maybe $100 a year. Uh, simplify, I did note the, how much we paid, about $40. What I did appreciate, though, and what was interesting is that it works, YNAB, is, and that stands for, if I didn't say it already, it stands for you need a budget. And so it works on the preface that you are spending on what you earned the previous month. So that is like the goal of what they do. Okay. So I think that is a pro. I think it's that helps you get to that. Right. But the con is the big, big learning curve. So it's, it takes a while to set up. And for me, it was a big learning curve. That's some of the apps that and tools that I have used. Uh, the ones that I'm using currently, again, Simplify and Google Sheets pretty much. And uh, so I wanted to share that with you so you have an idea of what my thought process was, why it didn't work for me, right? And you heard me say, just take too long to set up. Uh, it was just a big learning curve. So for me, the ones that didn't work for me was the time factor because like I said earlier, with Mint, it was a lot of recategorizing, renaming, and for me, time is, is precious. Like, I'm sure for you it is too. So hopefully that is helpful. When you listen to that, hopefully if you have used spreadsheets or used um, just a notebook to track your money and create a budget, think about what worked for you, what didn't work for you, why? And think about if these things didn't work for you, have you tried another type of tool and see and kind of observe if that works for you? Because sometimes it's about trying these different tools and until something just really sinks in and really goes with what you need. Now, now that we talked about the tools and we also talked about what to consider uh, or how to choose uh, the tools, what things, key things you need to consider in choosing the tools. I wanted to talk or discuss a little bit about financial responsibility. And I know you're probably thinking, Jen, why are you, why are you bringing up financial responsibility in an episode about budgeting tools? Well, I'm going to tell you, but before I tell you, let's define what it is. T simply put, financial responsibility means living within your means. In other words, not spending beyond the income that your household is bringing in. And I feel that knowing this, it's a, just a good res reminder to be financially responsible. It keeps you grounded. It gives you yet another reason 
system to keep using the budgeting tool. And it also helps money management be more of a smooth process. Think about it. When someone in your household is not quote unquote financially responsible, that causes some chaos in your household finances because you thought everything was under control and all of a sudden there's $100 less and you're thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, that $100 that was just spent that I didn't know was going to be spent, I don't know how to recoup that. And we needed it for XYZ bill, right? And so that's, a, you know, those are some reason as to why I bring it up. Because, you know, again, it's just a good reminder. It gives you yet another reason to use the budgeting tool. It, it makes everything more smooth, right? And the other thing I want you to consider is I, I challenge you to define financial responsibility for yourself and for your household. What does it look like to be financially responsible? for each individual in your household. This way, everyone in your household is accountable for financial responsibility. And that in itself is going to minimize the chaos that I mentioned earlier. So for example, in our household, a part of, and I'm just going to list just a few things, a part of my financial responsibility includes that making sure the bills are paid, ensuring that we are staying within our allotted amount for groceries because I take care of the groceries. And uh, another one is uh, getting all the necessary documents to our accountant. And obviously that's top of mind because it's currently at that time for tax season. So those are just some examples of my financial responsibilities. And in taking care of that makes me financially responsible, okay? For my husband, for example, it's making sure he takes care of the car's registration, uh, that he's on top of the, his paycheck and they make no mistakes. And because let me tell you, in the world of the military, they can overpay you. And if you don't catch it, granted, you're gonna see a, a bump of maybe, uh, because sometimes with different things going on, it might be, you may think it's the payment for this, but if you don't check what it's for and you just kind of go on with your life, they're quick to take it back. <laughs> So it's always good to be, uh, he's always, you know, he's always good about being on top of the paycheck and just make sure there's no mistakes. So those are just some examples of what his financial responsibilities are. And so I, again, I challenge you to define what those are in your household because you can keep each other accountable. And I think that's just so important just to have a discussion on that. So it, it's financial responsibility, it's financial roles, uh, those type of things. Now, the last thing that I wanted to share with you is share with you a key tip just one key tip on how to manage your finances without the stress. Because here we talked about choosing, you know, we talked about different budgeting tools. We talked about what to look for so you can choose adequately for your household. We discussed financial responsibility because it helps eliminate chaos. It helps managing your finances more smoothly. But if you're at a field, you're at a time where things are stressful and you're trying to do the best that you can, um, and you're feeling paralyzed because maybe you have all the resources resources and tools at your fingertips, but if you're stressed out and that stress paralyzes you, that doesn't help. So one key tip is to remind yourself of your money strengths. 
So if you haven't identified what those are, make sure that you take a moment to do that. Money strengths can be maybe finding great sales, being a great saver, using those bonuses or raises to pay yourself instead of upgrading your life, right? So you pay yourself with it. Investing, saving, financial strength can be staying within a budget, can be reviewing your money consistently. It can be, if I have, well, I've mentioned uh, saving, being a great saver. It can be any of those things and maybe some things that I didn't mention. So what are those financial strengths? What are those money strengths that you have? So keep those, if you have not identified those, keep those written down because if you're feeling stressed out, take out those financial strengths and remind yourself that you've got this. Remind yourself that I'm strong because my finance, my money strengths are these A, B, and C, right? So just make sure. And and just even knowing that and reminding yourself of that is going to ease that stress. It's just going to take it a notch down or two or even three, depending, because I'm not going to say it's going to take it out, take it away altogether, but it's just really going to uh, minimize your uh, money stress. My goal today was to make this episode helpful to you by sharing what will help choose that budgeting tool. I also broke down some tools for you and my experiences with them. We discussed financial responsibility as well as I shared with you a key thing to do to minimize that stress when managing your finances. What did you find most useful in this episode? Let us know in our community on Facebook by going to jenhempill.com forward slash community. That is jenhempill.com forward slash community. If you are not on Facebook, but let's say you're on Instagram, send me a DM or just email me. Go to my website, send me a message because I would like to hear what you found most useful. This week, I want to recognize Gladys in our community. She attended Financially Strong Latina and she's been listening to the podcast. And recently, she shared with me something just so powerful that it just really touched my heart. And she shared, Comencé en cero, pero con mucho deseo. So that means I started with zero, but with a lot of desire, a lot of, a lot of commitment. And she also shared that she started her 401k, her IRA, she saved in CDs, she started investing in other ways. And she shared that with me. And, and I really love that because it shows how much you can just change in a short period of time. And this was just literally by committing herself to learn, by attending our event, Financial strong Latina by listening to the podcast. I'm sure she did other things as well, but it's just a shift in her mind and dedication and commitment to say this is I'm going to make a change. And she went out there and did that. So felicitaciones, Gladys. I really wanted to recognize you and applaud you. And I am rooting for you uh, for the next milestone in your life. Next week, we will be speaking with Kimberly Hamilton, a Latina who will show us to how to build wealth on a dime. And you'll see why I say that next week. Bueno, pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. Be sure to check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 338. That is jenhempill.com forward slash 338. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao. 